delegation, automation, or elimination, those three words are incredibly important if you find that every day you're drudging, like, oh, I don't even want to get out of bed. I'm not even excited about what I'm working on. I mean, my friends, we're building our businesses on our terms. So if most days you don't feel good about what you're working on, we got to change what you're working on. I'm Amy Porterfield, ex-corporate girl turned CEO of a multi-seven-figure business. But it wasn't all that long ago that I lacked the confidence, the budget, and the time to focus on growing my small but mighty business. Fast forward past many failed attempts and lessons learned, and you'll see the business I have today, one that changes lives and gives me more freedom than I ever thought possible, one that used to only exist as a daydream. I created the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you do the same. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur or one in the making who's looking to create a business that makes an impact and a life you love, you're in the right place, friend. Let's get started. Well, hey there, friend. Welcome back to Online Marketing Made Easy. And thanks for stopping in to hang out with me because I've got actually a very special guest for today's episode. So Stacy is joining me and she is my social media manager and we're changing things up a bit and I'm going to be interviewed by Stacy about how I deal with procrastination and feeling stuck because listen, I procrastinate all the time and I get stuck all the time. So I feel like that might be you as well. So I thought maybe we should talk about it. This is a shorty episode. It's gonna go by quickly, but I thought it was extra special because I have Stacy here. So Stacy, say hello and tell everyone a little bit about your role on the team. Yeah, of course. So first, I'm so excited to be here. I've actually never done a podcast before, so it feels <laughs> right that I get to do my very first one with the Amy Porterfield. I'm I so love excited. It. <laughs> so as Amy mentioned, I'm her social media manager, and I can't believe it. I've been on Team Porterfield for almost three years now. Can you believe Wild. that? No, what? it feels like yesterday. I remember your interview. I remember it like no. it was just yesterday. Exactly. But yeah, as Amy's a social media manager, I really focus on our organic social media strategy and all the content creation. And I'm also in charge of making Amy do all the silly things for Instagram <laughs> Reels. So she really loves that about me. <laughs> it's true. I have to say one thing that's special about Stacey and why we chose her to interview me for this episode, she's really easy to be around. Stacey, oh. you've got this special demeanor that you make everyone feel special. You make everyone feel calm around you. And even when you're bossing me around, it just feels good. <laughs> And so you Aww. have a special talent for sure. And so I'm so glad that you are doing this interview. So when my team pitched me this episode idea, they mentioned that they want to talk about procrastination. And at first I thought, wait a second, I'm being interviewed by somebody else on my team? Like that's different. We've never done that before. But then also this idea of procrastination, I thought, well, we all struggle with it. There's not one entrepreneur I know that doesn't struggle with e either feeling stuck or or procrastinating. And I think it's because 
We're doing so many things and there's no way that we can love every single thing we're doing. And when you don't love all the tasks that you want to do, sometimes some tasks get kind of kicked down the road and you're going to get to them. You're going to get to them. You're going to get to them. Like I hate to admit that I've changed an Asana due date probably 50 times. This one task I didn't want to do. So I think it's very normal to procrastinate, but I want to talk about how we can get past that and get the work done so we can start seeing the big results that we all deserve. Okay. So Stacey, if you're good with it, let's get to it. Amazing. Okay. You ready for the first question? I'm ready. Okay. So first one is when do you procrastinate the most? Okay. I know that I procrastinate the most when I am executing tasks that are really important, but I'm doing them at a time of day where I'm not my best. So the key here is to know yourself. You have to know when you are at your best and when you're not at your best. So for example, for me, I wake up around 5 or 5.30 most work mornings. Now on a Saturday morning, I am not waking up at that time. But on Monday through Thursday, 5 to 5.30, I'm getting out of bed. And so I know that my best work, I usually don't start work till 9 a.m. So I get my workout in and my morning routine and all of that. But my best work is usually from 10 to noon. Like there's a two hour pocket that I am my very best. Now that doesn't mean that every other hour of the day I'm doing horrible work. I just make sure that I do the hardest work, the most intense work, the most important work during 10 and noon. So for me, that means shooting videos. So if I've if Stacy gives me a whole long list of freaking Instagram reels that I have to do, I want to do them earlier in the day because I'm at my best. If I have to review something or check something really quick, that could be later in the day. So knowing when you do your best work will allow you to not procrastinate on things because you're eager to do them, you're feeling good, you're jumping in. But don't assign yourself things or don't let your team assign you things late in the afternoon that are important if that's when you're not your best because I know that's when I'm not getting my best work done. So that's typically when I'm procrastinating, doing work when I'm not at my best. Amazing. And Amy's not kidding when she says she's a morning person. Whenever I'm with her in Nashville or a work trip, this woman is up at like 5, 6 a.m., like ready to go. So yeah, you definitely are a morning person. I got to tell a quick story. I got to tell on you, Stacey. So my trainer comes over Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays at 6 a.m. And so now in Stacey's defense, she's from California. So that means if it's 6 a.m. here, it's 4 a.m. in California. But she wanted to shoot some B-roll of me and my trainer. So she tells me the night before, I'm going to get up. I'm just going to sneak in in my pajamas. I'm going to record you guys working out. And I said, Stacey, you know, I work out at 6 a.m. She's like, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to get up. I never saw that girl once at 6 a.m. in the morning. Now, at the same time, it was 4 a.m. for you, but she had really high hopes, but it just didn't work out. (laughs) There, I don't think I saw you until about 7. So that's That's still 5 a.m. California time. True. Good point. Good point. Yes. Okay. What else you got? Yeah. I feel like people can feel guilty sometimes when they're time to focus is like later in the day or even at night. Cause sometimes I feel like I'm most creative at like 10 PM at night. I'm kind of a night owl, but then I feel guilty about that. So what advice would you give to somebody whose, you know, focus time is later in the day? I love that you brought this up because it's so easy for me to talk about doing your best work in the morning, but most creatives are night owls. Most creatives Mm -hmm. do their best work. Like you said, nine, 10, 11 o'clock at night, 
when I am literally dead asleep. I'm not even awake during those hours. And so the only thing that matters is if you know yourself. And if you own the business, if you are running the business, all you have to do is set expectations with your team. So if you do your best work, let's say 10 o'clock at night, you have to know that you're not going to be messaging your team during that time. No one's probably going to be available for you. But if you can do your quiet solo work during that time and your team knows that's when you're getting things done, so they know to expect to get messages in the morning, then you're golden. I think it just really comes down to knowing yourself, but then communicating your expectations and boundaries with your team around your working hours, and they get to be whatever you want them to be. That's the most amazing thing about being your own boss. So I love that you brought that up because there's no wrong answer here. It's just knowing yourself. Amazing. Yeah, that makes me feel a lot better. (laughs) Okay, so next question. What would you say are the main causes of procrastination and how can we overcome them? So I mentioned one is not knowing yourself. And so we're going to all start to pay attention to when we're at our best. But another thing for me personally, procrastination happens when I get really anxious. And here's what it looks like. So I get a lot of text messages from peers, from friends, from people. I don't even know how they got my phone number, but a lot of them are related to work. And I start to see them come in and I'm working so I don't have time to get to all of them. And then they start piling up and I get more and more anxious. And so I have this really bad habit that I just don't do anything. And days and days have gone by and people are waiting to hear back from me. And then it's starting to build up in my head. Oh my gosh, I need to get back to these people. And I've procrastinated for days and it just gets worse. So one of the things that I started to do is anything that's taking up way too much space in my head because I've procrastinated. Everyone knows this. There's something in your head right now that you need to do, you should do, you've been meaning to do, but you haven't done it. What it does is it takes up all this space in our head and doesn't allow us to focus on the stuff that's most important to us and be our very best every day. So when I see something circling around in my head, like these text messages, what I do is I make sure it's one of the first things that I tackle in the morning just to get it done. So I set up every single day. I know exactly how my day is going to go. I know all the tasks that I need to get done, all the meetings I'm going to be doing, and all the commitments I've made. And if something's circling around in my head, that nagging feeling, this needs to get done, you've put it off for too long, it's the first thing I get done and I'm, I get it over with. And if you have an executive assistant or a VA have them keep you accountable. You might even say, there's three things that I have to get done this week that have just been nagging me. It's these three things. Can you make sure I have time to do them and check back with me at the end of the week that I did them? So Mm -hmm. asking for help and having someone keep you accountable, I do this to Christine all the time. That also helps me not procrastinate. I love that. And I feel like we think the task itself is going to take us hours to do. And then when we actually sit down and do it. It's like 20 minutes later and it's done. And you're like, why did I hold this off for so long? (laughs) I'm so glad that you brought that up. I do it all the time. Like, oh my gosh, I have to send somebody a card for their wedding. I already (laughs) sent them the gift, but I never sent a card. Stacey, it's been on my to-do list for weeks. I have no idea why I haven't done it. It will take me five minutes. So we have to remember, just knock out a few things. You will feel so much more accomplished in the morning. Amazing. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. 
have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you want to make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products and I wanna talk about Shopify. Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. Okay, so next question What do you do when something feels really hard or you feel stuck on a task? Okay, I ask for help. Like I've gotten really good about asking for help. And the reason why most of us don't ask for help is that either we're people pleasers, which I can totally relate to that. We don't want to bother people. We think that we need to get it done ourselves. But the thing is, when you don't ask for help, the things start to pile up and it gets back to that feeling anxious because you haven't gotten these things done. So when I feel like something's really hard or I feel stuck, I either ask someone to brainstorm it with me, help me work it out, or I might even delegate it. We have to remember that if it's something that you really do not want to do, the value of having a team is somebody else on your team will do it for you that doesn't feel like it's such a burden. You might hate to do it, but they're like, oh, this is easy for me. I'll knock it out. So either delegate it or ask for help. But another thing that has helped me immensely 
is that I reach out to a friend of mine. So I am working on this new piece of content that I'm going to do in an upcoming masterclass. And I was stuck on one of the pieces of it. So yesterday I voice text Jasmine Starr and I said, look, I'm trying to work on this thing. It's got three steps. The steps still feel too simple. I need to make them more interesting. Could you help me with this? Then I just flat out asked her and she sent back like the coolest voice message with a great idea. Your peers can help you get unstuck. So start to foster relationships with people that are on speed dial with you. But the only way that works is if you are going to help them. So the minute Jasmine sends me a message, I am on it. I'm ready to help her. I'm ready to offer any advice I have because I know that that's what she does for me. And I have multiple friends like that. So you've got to be the kind of friend that shows up for people so that they will show up for you. Just something really to think about. Yeah. And I love that. I feel like you do such a great job at asking your peers or even our team for advice. And it's really fostered that kind of culture for our company as well, for all of us to ask each other feedback. So that's definitely one thing that I noticed right away when I started to work for your team is that everyone is just so supportive and willing to provide help to others if we do feel stuck. It's so great. Okay. I love hearing that. I've never heard you say that before. And that makes me happy. Like they know I'm asking for help. So I want the whole team to know that they can ask for help as well. So good. I'm glad that my anxious tendencies and my (laughs) desire for lots of help has actually helped the team as well. No, it absolutely has. So next question is what tips do you have for our listeners when it comes to actually tackling those hard, important tasks that can require several hours and your full focus? Okay. So I'm a stickler for tiger time, which I've talked about in my book. I've talked about on the podcast, but for those of you that aren't familiar with this term tiger time, it's essentially a practice to physically block out time in your calendar to work on a specific project. So you treat it as a meeting and nothing can be scheduled over it. And I call it tiger time because you're fierce with that time. You're like a mother tiger. No one can get near her cubs. Well, no one can get near your meeting time. So you have have to keep the commitments you make for yourself. And this is one of those big ones. So when I'm reviewing my calendar for, let's say the next week, I can see that I have maybe two hours carved out on Thursday to work on a new masterclass that I've been working on. That is my tiger time. Nobody can get in there. And I know that I'm going to sit on my couch, laptop in my lap, and I'm just going to be fully focused. I don't need to call anyone. I don't need to reach out to anyone. It is my time. So I, that's the way that I beat a lot of procrastination. I schedule it way in advance. So weeks ago, I've had tiger time in my calendar to work on this upcoming masterclass. And often my executive assistant, Christine, she knows that it's coming down the pipeline and she's the one who's going to schedule it. But what's important is she'll come to me and say, okay, Amy, I know you got to work on this masterclass. I'm going to make sure you have tiger time this week. How much time do you need? And so typically anything over two hours and it's just too much focus time, like that's a lot of time to focus on one thing. So I'll give her anywhere from 30 minutes to two hours. But I love that she asks, how long do I need so that I can make sure that I am part of this planning and I'm committed to it. So that helps me immensely. A lot of my students, they're going through Digital Course Academy around the time that we are going to be airing this episode. And I teach them, you're going to need tiger time to get your course created and launched. If you don't have time in your calendar blocked way in advance to work on going through Digital Course Academy and actually doing the work, 
you will never reach the finish line. So I think the most important thing with Tiger Time is knowing that you're committed to it and you don't back out on your own commitments to yourself, but more importantly, scheduling it way in advance. Because let's say today, today's Monday, and if I said I need two hours of Tiger Time to work on something important, my whole week is already planned. There is no time for Tiger Time. I'm in the week. So if it's weeks in advance that you put it on the calendar, that's when you can assure that you actually have the time to do it. Yeah, I feel like we should even post a little screenshot of your calendar because it is booked to the minute. <laughs> yes, it <laughs> is. And I know I've talked about this a bunch. So my OGs have heard it a million times, but if you're not doing it, do it in the sense that I use Asana, which is our project management tool, and then a digital calendar, just a Google Cal. And if I look at my Google Calendar for today, every single thing that I have scheduled is in Asana due today. So my Asana tasks match my calendar. So I know that if I need to do something, there's time to do it. We've actually booked 30 minutes to review something or one hour for this interview. Everything is scheduled. So I know that my to-do list is doable because it's scheduled on my calendar. Those two literally are identical. That changed everything for me. Amazing. Yeah. And I feel like you have a very strong process too, so that the team knows that we do have to reach out to Christine, your assistant, to make sure that, you know, our task can get on your calendar at least two weeks in advance. So yes, that's really great that you have that. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Last question. What do you do when you just really don't want to do the thing and you're really dreading it? Okay. So first, this is just the nature of owning a business. Not every day is going to be exciting. Not every tasks that you do, you're going to love. I think everyone knows that who's listening, but I just want to remind you that, but if you find that you are regularly taking on tasks and projects that you don't love, like every single day. And if you aren't in your zone of genius. So there's this book, Free to Focus by Michael Hyatt, and he talks about working in your zone of genius. It's a great book, highly recommend it, but I want to be in my zone of genius as much as I can. For me, that's working on content, that's front of stage interviews, podcasts, videos, anything like that. And then networking is also part of my zone of genius. It's absolutely necessary for my business. So if I'm not spending time doing those things every single week, I know that I'm not in my zone. So one, knowing when you're in your zone and what it looks like to be in your zone, that's really important. And also, if you find yourself every single day doing more of what you don't love versus what you do, then I think it's time for some delegation or automation, or even in some cases, elimination. This is all in the book, Free to Focus. Delegation, automation, or elimination. Those three words are incredibly important if you find that every day you're drudging, like, oh, I don't even wanna get out of bed. I'm not even excited about what I'm working on. I mean, my friends, we're building our businesses on our terms. So if most days you don't feel good about what you're working on, we got to change what you're working on. Get some support, automate what you can, delegate what you need to, and maybe it's time to just get rid of a few things that you just don't love to do. So that has helped me immensely in terms of making sure that I get the important stuff done, remembering I'm not going to love everything, but on a whole, I should be loving most of the work that I do. Amazing. Oh, such great tips. This was so fun. I learned so much. I, I love it. And I love that um, it was you to interview me because like I said, I'm no. always most comfortable with you. So Stace, 
I love you so much. You do incredible work. You don't even know how many people tell me who's running your social media. It's killing it. Like even most recently, we've gotten the most compliments. So that's all you, my friend. So thanks for everything you do. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. All right, my friends, I hope you love this shorty episode and found it valuable. Just a little behind the scenes of how my brain works with procrastination and getting stuck. And I think you could probably know by now, I think you already know this, but if you didn't, you and I are very, very similar. I have my struggles. I have my days that I don't want to do all the stuff on my task list. And I hope some of these tips today have helped you move toward more of your zone of genius. So again, thanks for hanging out with me. I can't wait to see you again next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now. You know what time it is? Sweater weather, especially here in Tennessee. And it's football season. Oh my goodness, my husband is very excited. And I love quarter four, the home stretch. It's time to close out another year of growth and prep for the next year of revenue. So to bring in more business this quarter four and beyond, you need sales software that helps you score. And the top tools are all inside the new HubSpot sales hub with a customizable prospecting workspace, smart deal management suite, and AI-powered apps, you can take total control of your operation to generate more leads and land more sales. Now, the AI-powered chat spot speeds up your day-to-day tasks with simple chat solutions, while AI assistants crank out copy and outlines and out-of-the-box ideas. They're cleverly designed to accelerate your workflow and baked right inside of your CRM, your customer relationship management platform. And when you pair Sales Hub with other hubs in HubSpot's smart CRM, your team will be on the same page across the entire customer journey. And if you're a solopreneur, this will make all those spinning plates simplified. Leads won't slip through the cracks and data is connected across marketing, sales, and operations so you can better measure your impact on the bottom line. Stop sticking to the same old strategies and start closing more deals because the best time to score is quarter four. Make the switch to HubSpot Sales Hub at hubspot.com sales. 